Want to beat the burnout and find out what it really takes to boost your mojo? Welcome to the Mojo Show. Join Kyle Hargreaves and David Elko, a couple of guys that used to be fit, then got fat, but managed to get fit again. They're on a mission to cut through all of the BS from the world of health, fitness, and self-help, and share their knowledge and experience as coaches to help you consistently look good, feel great, and be at your best. Yeah, sorry about that. Apologies. There we go. We're all good. Um... <laughs> Dave's calling live from the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yes, I am. It's like, oh, mate, we're not going anywhere for a while. No, I'm not. Right. Um, <laughs> no, all good. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, all good. All good. Brilliant. All is Fantastic. well. Fantastic. Superb. All right, then, let's just crack on with it, shall we, did? All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to The Mojo Show with myself, David Elko, and Kyle Hargreaves on the other end of the line. Good evening, Kyle. How are you? Very good. Very good. I am um, well. I feel like a feel like a power. Yeah, I know, but obviously, like you know, the, the early bits bits get trimmed. You know, obviously. Well, sometimes, sometimes. occasionally not. <laughs> yeah, depends what we're going. Um, you are listening to the Mojo Show, guys. Um, Kyle, what are we going to go into tonight? What what thing is stopping the mojo tonight and how are we going to turn it around? Um, I thought an interesting topic would be uh, conflict resolution. <laughs> conflict resolution. So, guys, I'm going to prompt in relationship. I'm going to tell you how this podcast is going to go, right? I am going to tell you how to get into shit in relationship because I don't know if it comes across. <laughs> I have a big... And I'm going to go and have a nap. Go and have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I was hoping, Kyle, that you were going to be like, oh, no, and this is how you do conflict resolution. But nope, Kyle's just fucking <laughs> off to sleep. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, whatever I tell you to do on this podcast tonight, do the complete opposite of. Um... There you go. That's that's if you don't know this, this first way of getting to your solution isn't it figure out what doesn't work work. and learn from other people's mistakes as well as your own what's the saying about a wise man is it a a smart man and a wise man a smart man learns from his mistakes a wise man learns Mm. from everyone else's Mm -hmm. definitely definitely true so go on then Kyle What, what made you pick conflict resolution in relationships oh you're gonna laugh at this one you're gonna love it um Basically, I've been subjected to, um, what was it, uh, Married at First Sight Australia for the last week or so. George has really oh, got into it. So okay. she's been watching that in the background and while I'm at my, my brand new drawing table. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just some of the nonsense that's on there. I just maybe thought, you know what? There are some really simple, like things just get blown out of proportion for drama and in front of the cameras and all that, you know. But you think, you know what? There are some kind of really simple approaches you can take to resolving certain conflicts. Because take take the silliness of the TV show aside, right? We all have conflict within our relationships from time to time. Even people that have the best relationships in the world, they fall out at one. Honest to God, you you find me a a couple that says like, no, we don't have any conflict at all. We get on perfectly all the time. I will find you the two most boring motherfuckers in existence. (laughs) Or two two liars. They are the biggest liars (laughs) in existence or the most boring motherfuckers in existence. (laughs) And, and guys, this doesn't just have to mean like personal relationships. That you know, all relationship friendships, you know, like in, in uh, whatever relationships, there there will always be something. You know, there, there chances are 
There always will be. So, you know, Kyle, what, what what are the silly little things that you've seen that, you know, made you go, oh, fuck my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Where, do it, where to even begin? Okay. Can I go on, go on? I suppose... Um, I just yeah, want to know, Kyle, because I've just got visions of you, like, there on the drawing board trying to do all your artwork, and Georgie's got this on in the background, and... You're looking at this pencil going, fuck me, I want a magic trick myself from the, you know, like, like and guys, if you don't, yeah, Joker if you don't style. Get a reference, which one is it? That's the Dark Knight, isn't it? Yeah, we're here yeah. Joe, where he does a magic trick and basically slams someone's head into the pencil. That's what I've been visioning <laughs> Kyle trying to do to himself. <laughs> want to see a magic trick? I'm going to make this pencil disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da! Uh, so, it's gone. anyway, what, go on, where to start, Kyle? Where are you actually going to start? Well, I suppose one thing we should say, like, before we really get into everything is that, and we've kind of said it already, is that conflict is like a normal part of any relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not inherently a bad thing. Um, I think at times we can feel like conflict is inherently a bad thing. Or, or like, we, we kind of instill the message, don't we, sometimes? Like, well, we get it instilled into us when we're kids that we should be nice to each other and we shouldn't fall out and... There is there is kind of a degree of conflict being a bad thing, but actually, in in some contexts, yeah, it can be when you're like ready to nuke each other with when your fingers are over the red buttons. Yeah, it may be. It's not such a good thing. But yeah. there are contexts where conflict can be helpful because it's 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 part of how we grow. It's part of how we learn. Sometimes we need to challenge our ideas. You know, it can break us out of patterns um it can help us develop new understanding it can make us think and look at things in different ways and so you know it's not inherently a bad thing it actually can be really useful and not all conflict has to be um what's the word aggressive either no no not at all no um you know and sometimes like to to go down like if if it does get to that point sometimes it's needed you know lord lord help me i've been i've been an absolute peanut over <laughs> in the past um he says like i've changed mm. <laughs> um you know but like, all jokes aside and sometimes someone going no that's wrong to your face you're kind of like well and you might not like it and go ah oh, oh, fuck yeah actually okay <laughs> you know yeah my bad that was shit <laughs> won't do that again you know sometimes it is necessary you know but um it's it's, it's a really good point and it's uh, why do you think it is instilled like you know, because um, it's, it's funny, you, you choosing this topic, um, I was having this conversation with my daughter today, about my, both myself and my wife, and like, my daughter's lovely, and, and sometimes if she uh, like, upsets people, she'll, she'll sort of try, try and almost uh, backtrack and like, apologise, and like, Jamie and I were trying to sit her down and go, look, you are lovely and you are kind, but you are never going to get through life not upsetting anyone. That the, the, the probability is so, like, <laughs> it's just like, what, not you're not going to meet one person that you're going to disagree with. Like, come on. You can respectfully go, oh, okay, well, I understand your perspective. Uh, I don't agree with it, and this is why. And, you know, we can agree to disagree, and that's it. We don't have to have an argument about it. <laughs> you know? You don't. You can, you can at least understand that. Yeah, but at some point, you will potentially. And it's, I think some of it like, is like, it's, it's instilled. It's like, oh, you've got to be nice to everyone. Okay, you, you don't have to go out and be horrible, but but be nice to everyone. Oh, that guy's punching my friend in the face. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Oh, for God's sake. 
<laughs> anyway. I don't know, it's a difficult one. I mean, I it suppose you, you could, to try and find out or try and unpack why it's um, seen that way or why we have this need to avoid conflict at all costs. I mean, we, we could we could unpack that in several podcasts, probably. Oh, God, but, yeah. yeah. But I think if we, if we get to the core of it, I think it comes back to <clears throat> social hierarchy and threat. Yeah. But, you know... Don't don't upset don't upset the apple cart. Don't don't ostracize yourself from the tribe by upsetting anyone else. Because um, it, it, it is social threat, isn't it? Potentially, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why, one of the reasons why we avoid conflicts is that fear of being judged, that fear of losing our position within a, a social group or within a family group, or um, and it, it goes back to that. That, that mammalian instinct, you know, it's the whoever gets left behind to fend for themselves usually dies. So your brain will, what your brain doesn't want to upset the apple cart. It doesn't want to create any conflict. It doesn't want to engage in conflict necessarily. Yeah. Um, but then it can be paradoxical as well because it can go the other way. You know, as a result of not wanting to create conflicts, if you go into fight mode, actually you create conflicts to try and assert yourself and try and reclaim your position and get the power in a situation. So, you know, that in itself, I think, is like a really complicated um, subject to try and get into. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, let's, yeah, okay. So, Carl, moving on. <laughs> but if we look at, like, what causes conflict and how to resolve it, I think yeah. that one of the, the simple fundamental thing you've kind of already touched on is that, you know, sometimes it needs to happen. Conflict mm. comes from need. Yeah. Usually some a need not being met. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that could be uh, a physical need. It could be an emotional need, psychological need. It could be anything, right? But inherently, a conflict starts when somebody is not getting something that they need from somebody else. And that's where conflict tends to start. Where it goes from there depends on how it's handled or or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what, what would you say, like, you know, obviously, like, what are some of the needs that, you know, you've seen... And that the people you know don't or don't get met, you know what what would be are there, are there some that stand out above others? Um, a lot of it, I think, a lot of conflict comes from psychological, social need, um, or, or emotion, psychological, emotional, and social. I think they're kind of the three things. You know, I think most people that get into conflict in relationships in particular it is because one person isn't necessarily meeting the the psychological needs of somebody else they're maybe not giving them their attention or they're not they're not getting that that assurance or that maybe there's something in in NLP there's something known as meta programs and a meta Mm -hmm. program is essentially like your your preferred way of looking at something so um one meta program is external versus internal validation so some people are quite comfortable with their own validation of themselves they don't need lots of compliments or they don't need as much attention because they feel quite self-assured already Mm -hmm. Um, whereas other people need more external validation they need someone to they actually need someone to give them 
a compliment or to tell them they've done well or give them some reassurance. You know, and we and, and we all. That's not to say that you're one or the other. It's just generally one is more dom- dominant than the other because we all need. We're all a bit of both. Yeah, depends depends on context, depends on the relationship, and yada yada yada. Right, but we tend to have a preferred program that we revert to. So I think a lot of conflict comes from the need to be accepted. And and again, yeah, social threats. So that need to feel safe and secure within within that relationship. So I think maybe even be, above all of those things, before what I said was like the emotional, psychological, blah blah blah, is that need for security and that need to feel secure within that relationship, whether it's with a partner, whether it's a friend, whether it's a boss or a colleague, or you know, this that that need to feel valued in some way that actually you know that they are an accepted desirable member of the group or, or desirable within that relationship. And I think if they, if someone feels that they're less than that, if they don't feel valued, if they don't feel that, that the other person or whoever they need the validation from or they need acceptance from, if they're not getting that, then that can, that can be a real serious cause of conflict. And it's one of those ones as well that tends to be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something that tends to build up over time. Yeah. Um, and this is a really interesting thing. This is where kind of like men and women are slightly different. This is where the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing comes into play. Is uh, <clears throat> in how we communicate as well. Men tend to communicate to pass on information, whereas women communicate to strengthen relationships. And not only that... But the difference in testosterone and estrogen levels makes things really interesting as well. So I don't know if you've noticed this, Dave, but generally, and obviously there are exceptions to the rule, but guys tend to get angry much more quickly than women do. No, I don't know what you're talking about, Carl. I am completely <laughs> empathetic, and I don't get angry at all. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Again, you know that thing about liars? <laughs> oh, shit. So yeah. what ha- what tends and to happen? Half. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens tends to happen quite a lot is that when a situation arises, the guy blows his top. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck. And yeah. the woman doesn't necessarily, and then he gets it all out, and then he starts to calm down. But while he's simmering down, yeah, she's boiling up. Yeah. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, a little bit later, it seems like almost out of nowhere. The eruption comes, and a lot of this is to do with testosterone and estrogen levels, you know, because mm. men are a bit more fiery generally because of testosterone. It's, it's part of our genetic makeup, whereas women tend to slow burn. They're a bit more strategic. That's a very polite way of putting that, guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, let's get, let's get the naughty comments out. No, okay, no. But, yeah, no, I've, 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 I completely understand that pattern. Yeah, I can, I can totally see that, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I've witnessed it many times as well, so you know. <laughs> oh gosh! But yeah. you know, get, getting back to kind of the need, fundamentally, the need is usually something to do with a feeling of security, right? And if we go to kind of if we look at Maslow's hierarchy, yeah, you know what are the two top needs like at the base of the pyramid. The first one is the physical needs. The second one is security. Yeah. And everything kind of stems from there. And I think you'll find a lot of the time that usually a lot of conflict 
is triggered when someone feels insecure in some way, shape or form and needs some kind of reassurance or secure or feeling of security from the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they need to feel like they're valued, that someone's on their side, that actually they're acknowledging them, that they accept them, that actually, you know, they exist. And that links back into that social threat and tribal threat and, you know, not being the uh, the one left to fend for themselves in the wild on their own. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're obviously we're trying, we're we're grossly generalising. It's not quite as black and white as that, but I do think, in my in my opinion, especially <laughs> within especially within relationships, like, um, what's the word? What what would you call your relationship with your wife? Spousal relationship? Your spousal relationship. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I'm going to try that one next time. We have a spousal relationship. <laughs> so I can imagine the response. <laughs> Not for much longer, dickhead. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Do not use that one. <laughs> Oh, brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting one, and you know, I think, like you said, the, the the physiological components, the differences in hormones as well, that they, they, they do have an impact. Um, I mean, definitely uh, as well from 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 a male perspective, um, there's something that we have. I'm not saying again, generalising guys and girls before you start. I'm not saying women don't have egos far from it. And, you know, but as a general rule of thumb, the male ego is absolute dickish. <laughs> it really is. Come on, guy. We, we, you know, let's, let's be blatantly on it. Especially if you're quite a confident bloke as well. Sometimes that can cause uh, unnecessary conflict. That's a blow at it. <laughs> I'm fucking right. I'm like, oh, no, actually, I was wrong all along. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's just like, oh, fuck me. So if I, if I was actually going to give anyone a piece of advice, look, the moment that ego kicks in, kick it in the nads, put it back in the box, <laughs> and just shut the fuck up and listen, because God help me, I wish I'd learned that one along. <laughs> just, um, yeah, like, the, the male ego can definitely be problematic from, from our perspective. Um and like you say, interrupting that need, and it's just like, you know, just just shut it up, just just shut it up. Yeah, ego's a, an interesting one, definitely. Mm. Um, and something you said actually, mate, like along the lines of acceptance, has just made me think. Right, the other side of it as well is like, once you know everyone's calmed down, and it, you know, and you know, you, you've got that acceptance side. <coughs> the first person that you actually have to accept is yourself. You know, and that 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 means like not just the good stuff. You know, that means like the the long hard look in the mirror and the warts and all. You know, if there is some, let's say, work like we've mentioned before in previous podcasts about doing the work, and there is work that you need to do that will genuinely, you know, transform that relationship. You need to do it on yourself first, and you need to be accepting. Like like we said, right? Admitting it's easy, it's logical, right? You need to accept that emotionally, all right? And you need to go and take a good long stare at your shit. Not literally, all right? I mean, your like emotional shit, <laughs> okay? And go, yeah, fuck, yeah, okay, this is me. This is actually currently who I am. You need to accept that first because until you do, no one else is going to accept it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. There's another. There's another type of conflict as well, which mm-hmm. 
because obviously we've, 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 there's, there's needs and it kind of links into needs, but thinking kind of more lines of, of what I'd consider probably a more serious kind of conflict would be a values conflict. Yeah. Because like, that, that can be more problematic. Mm. So that's something to bear in mind as well. If you've got an inherent clash of values that you're both very rigid on, unless someone's willing to budge, you know, or you can find a, a suitable compromise, then there's going to have potential problems there. And I think that's why a lot of relationships break down as well, is I think sometimes the problem can be more values-based than it is necessarily just like a, a need. I don't mm. know. I mean, I know I've come out of relationships before where, you know, fundamental values have been different where it's just not workable or not resolvable. So that, 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 that's, a, that's a thing as well. But, um, yeah, so in terms of, like, what the most common causes are, it's just going to vary from, from person to person at the end of the day. But I think, yeah. generally speaking, that it comes down to some sort of social need that's not being met as, as opposed to any, anything else. Yeah. And there are going to be times when it when it does come down to like what, what you might consider a physical need. So maybe it's to do with spending money, which again, right, comes down to security, doesn't it? If one yeah. person spends a lot of money or isn't quite as um, money conscious as the other person, then the other person might feel the security is threatened. So you know, again, it comes back to security, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I think, like most things, most times, most of the times we talk about threat, threats to safety, there is some sort of unconscious, or sometimes conscious, but often unconscious uh, threat to safety there in some sort of whether that's physical safety or psychological safety. But I think that's the key thing, isn't it? Is is when you're engaged in conflict with somebody else either one of you or both of you don't feel safe right there and then. So you're then dealing with, with essentially an animal under threat for lack of a better description. Yeah. Yeah, you are. So, so it, go on. You're gone. No, go on. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it'd be a good time to kind of talk about conflict in more practical terms. So like, yeah some strategies, some things to think about or, like, things to look out for. Yeah, how to, things to look out for and if it does arise, how to how to change them. So, go on, what, what would, you know, like, in terms of more practical ones. Um, God. Uh, oh, good Lord. Right, well, the first... The fir- the fir- <laughs> no, go on. Go for it. The first thing is, like, you have to do your best to not detach yourself, but try not to take anything too personally. Now it's difficult when it's an actual relationship. It's, it's, it's easy not. It's easier to not take things personally when it's someone you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's harder not to take it personally when it's somebody you're in a relationship with. And it could well be something personal, but generally speaking, when someone, if you're if you're being attacked by someone in a relationship, or you feel like you're being attacked, and that, like there's this conflict that's brewing then you need to remember that actually that it, that person is projecting their issue onto you. So it's not necessarily you personally. It's something to do with the other person that's being projected. Okay? It could be triggered by something that you're doing or not doing. But ultimately, there's 
the thing that's upsetting them is something that's to do with them. So you need to kind of, instead of being defensive, you actually need to, to listen. Um, so if you're kind of on the, if, on the other hand, if you're, if you're the person who's under threat um, and, and you're the person that's, that's trying to get your point across, then I think it's, it's important to kind of have a little bit of self-awareness in terms of like your own emotional state and how you communicate when you're feeling emotional or when you're feeling stressed and think about, because there's a fundamental principle of NLP to do with communication, right? Is um, the meaning of communication is, is what's received. Yeah. Not what's said or not what is intended to be said, but what is actually received by the person that, that gets the communication. Yeah. 100% get that. Yeah. So in, in that context, we, people tend to think of communication being this 50, 50 thing. It's give and take, but actually you're a hundred, you're a hundred percent responsible for your own communication. Yeah. And if the other person's not getting it, then you need to think about changing the way that you're trying to communicate because all you're doing is hammering away at something, which is just going to cause more frustration for both of you. But it comes yeah. back. This come back comes back down to the Einstein principle, doesn't it? If you keep trying something and expect a different result, that's the definition of definition insanity. Definition of insanity. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's funny you should say that. And like one one thing I've I've done, and you know, and it, again, it was related to ego. I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie on that. I'm going to put my hand on heart. I, I I've actually just stopped like screaming shouting and being like nope you're wrong you're wrong i've gone deep breath calm okay what about if they're actually right and you're wrong i i'm wrong hmm and do you know what it didn't uh, it, all right no it doesn't does it completely resolve the conflict no but what it does is it calms me down i go actually i can see that point yeah okay i do do that no, okay, not quite that, but no, I can see why that is perceived that way. And what it did is, as much like you said, Kyle, is it made me sort of look at my own communication and go, yeah, okay, I can see why that has been interpreted that way. And yeah. yeah, okay, I can stop that and I know what to do instead of that. Right, okay. And that's not to say, like, you're being a pushover or... No, not at all, not at all. What, what the, and the reason that I did it is what I wanted to do was, you know what, if I can do that to myself, for example, when I could take, like Kyle said, right, responsibility for the things that I do, right, I can then go, well, actually, no, I'm, I've stopped doing that now. And if something else comes up and it causes the same problem, as an example, well, no, I'm not doing those things. As long as you're being honest with yourself, there is a caveat to all of this, guys. You have to be bluntly honest with yourself, right? Yeah. And if you're being honest with yourself and you can go, actually, no, no, I have actually stopped that or I've started doing whatever it is, you know, just to test that. Well, then why does that thing keep coming up? There's, there might be something. It might be like Carl said, there's a values mismatch. And that that can go on to another topic of a whole nother <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. But. Again, it was just something practical for me because it, all it did is it stopped getting into conflict. That's it's just like, okay, all right, cool, all right, okay. It just allowed me to shut that thing up for a second and go, right, what, what, look at it, like you said, Carl, detach a little bit and look at it a little bit more rationally. Yeah, it's, it's the, at the end of the day, right, if someone's attacking you, whether it's like aggressively or passive aggressively or whether it's, it doesn't matter if they're, again, it's that whole communication is how mm -hmm. it's received. Even if they're not actually attacking you, but you feel like you're being attacked, then naturally 
your brain's going to go, hang on a minute, we're under threat. What's it going to do? It's going to kick in a threat reaction, right? Freeze, fight or flight. You're either going to clam up and go into like anxiety mode and say nothing. You're going to try and deflect and go, oh, I'm not talking to you and walk away. Or you're going to fight back. Yep. You know, and once you once you slip into that mode of any, either of the three, that's it. You're not really going to resolve anything. All you're going to end up doing is just dancing around the problem and keep fighting or keep deflecting until eventually things just break down. So that's what I mean by kind of recognizing in yourself how you handle particular situations. I think that's the yeah. point that Dave was trying to make is actually, okay, I'm recognizing that this is how I tend to behave. It's my, my, my default reaction is to go into fight mode, fly off the hand yeah. and go, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, which then yeah. closes me down to anyone else's point. So the other person doesn't get to feel heard. They don't get to express what they're trying to say. Yeah. I feel pissed off and angry because I've just been attacked. We've then had a fight. We're now, <laughs> we're now pissed off for two completely different reasons from what caused the conflict in the first place. But that thing's still there. Yeah. So all you've done is just added to the problem. It's like you're just pouring more and more stuff into the pot. <laughs> when, when did you put the cameras in my brain, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's what it does. And it's, it's just such a silly little change, but wow. Um, yeah, no, I, that's good. I like that. Um, what about yourself? What practical things have you noticed that, you, you know, that, that's worked? Because yeah, at the end of the day, right, we can talk all the theory and that, but you, you know, we need practical, applicable strategies for people. Uh, it depends on obviously what the situation is, right? But generally speaking, most conflict on my end comes from um, communication needs. So, mm-hmm. I'm, believe it or not, I'm quite an introverted person, and, and sometimes. I find it difficult. I can make it find it difficult to make conversation, okay. or or if someone is, and I'm also kind of, I'm more of a listener than a speaker. So if someone's got a problem, I'm quite happy to kind of let them vent it out and then then start questioning them on it. Mm-hmm. So I can, I'll, I'll kind of switch into coach mode, but sometimes that's not helpful. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they need something else from me. What you, you mean, like the man? Yeah. Okay, uh, guys, I'll go on record. If you are a coach and you're listening to this, you know, if you're in the middle of an argument with your other half, do not. And you know, especially, I don't, I don't mean once everyone's calmed down and you are willing to talk. I mean, like when you're actually in the heat at that moment, do not disattach and try and become their coach. <laughs> doesn't oh, work. Fuck me. Doesn't work. No. <laughs> not at all. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, we've both made that mistake then, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> made it once or twice. Yeah, so you were saying you you, you prefer, you're like slightly introverted, you prefer listening, yeah. But anyway, so generally, in in those situations, right, and I'm not just the only one to, to do this, but I think one of the, the questions, one of the big things is what people say, is, oh, what's the problem? What's wrong? Like, what, what's your problem? Yeah. And we think that by asking someone what the problem is, we're trying to find clarity. But actually, all that other person is getting is like, you're not listening to me. I've told you what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And they're getting more and more pissed off. And the more pissed off they get, the harder it becomes to communicate. And the more frustrated you get as well. Yeah. So 
what sometimes what that person needs is they need to feel um, validated. They need to feel that you've kind of understood what they're saying, or or at least kind of listened to what they're saying. So sometimes, instead of questioning them and trying to pick them apart, actually offer them something back. Mm-hmm. So especially if you're kind of at that, that silent treatment mode, right? So if you've got to the point where they don't want to talk to you anymore, and you, you need to let things calm down. But the, the, the best way to kind of resolve it is to actually talk about your own experience or something about, like you said, offer them something that shows that you actually care and that you get what they're saying. Yeah. Show that, or talk to them, show them that you understand in some way, shape or form or that you're trying to understand and and just offering offering something as opposed to trying to extract can actually be really helpful and now as long as you're offering something constructive i mean if you're just like trying yeah math, yeah, yeah it has to be it has to be constructive <laughs> what you mean monosyllabic grunts aren't considered effective <laughs> communication oh god <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Do you know what, Kyle? Yeah, guys, if you've ever seen it, mate, the, the film The Ugly Truth with Gerard Butler. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the line about improvement for men and where it ends? Yeah, basically, no, okay, he talks to this this lady played by Catherine Hogan, and it's just like self, self-improvement for men ends at potty training. And it was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. You know, just based on our conversation, I was like, I wish he was wrong, but I really do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I like that, Kyle. You know, like you said, you know, give them something back. That's that's good. Yeah, but give them something constructive. Yeah. Back. Not, not, when I say <laughs> constructive, I, I, I feel like I need to be even clearer there because... Constructive criticism is it's not what I'm going to say. No, no. Oh, God, you can see people going, oh, well, Coach Kyle said that I could do this. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we'd need that just GoFundMe page. Yeah, like God, just yeah. Page or whatever no, it is. He actually means something, you know, like related to what has been said to you. Even if that's you going, okay, so you said this, like, is this what you meant? Am I misinterpreting this? Okay, all right. Something, whatever, something along those lines, something decent, okay? Not, oh, well, actually, oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I think you, what, you have to keep your cool. You have to offer something back. Because, again, right, especially when, if you're dealing with someone that's emotional as well, then emotion is going to, like, like, logic is not going to work. You can't rationalize or it's difficult to go what's the word i'm trying to find logic and rationality doesn't work well when emotion is strong because emotion overrides everything else Mm -hmm. basic basic brain function will but will stop that from happening you're not talking to someone who is rational when they're emotional um and interestingly, a sign as well, if someone is getting emotional, that is usually a sign of social threat. So there is usually some sort of um, social need that's not being met. So, you know, the, the clue there is that they need some reassurance. They need they need to feel safe and secure within the relationship, whatever it is. So it usually means that there is a need that's not being met. 
So, yeah, chances are you're in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, bad on heart, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, look. You know what? You said something, you did something wrong. Just shut up, you dumb fuck, and apologise. <laughs> there we go. Just, just, you know, and make sure you don't do it again. Because, oof, heaven help you. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't mean this in a sexist way, because it works both yeah, ways. Well, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's not just about... You know, men can be just as emotional oh. and just in a different way. It just shows up in different ways. And like we said, quite often it tends to be a bit more fiery, but the principle's the same. Yeah. You know? It's like the, the, the Aikido principle, isn't it? You have to find some sort of common ground. Mm-hmm. So instead of meeting resistance with resistance, you have to redirect the force, so to speak. So, you know, you, you have to kind of look at that person, look at where they're coming from and actually step into their shoes a little bit and try and see things from where they're coming from. Because ultimately, that's what they want, right? Is they want you to see where they're coming from. You might not necessarily have to agree with them in the long run, but at the very least, you need to acknowledge and respect their position. And there's a... There's, there's, quite a handy thing um, from NLP called perceptual positions actually which is basically that is taking is looking at things from you've got your own perspective Mm -hmm. you've got their perspective and you've got the neutral perspective yeah so if you can look at things from all three perspectives which is actually in all fairness is very difficult to do in the heat of the moment this is more of a hindsight thing like if, if once things have calmed down if you're if you're looking to re-engage after the initial outburst, because you know if you want to actually get back and resolve the issue, then this is really helpful. Um, put yourself in their position. Think about try and sort of think about how they're feeling, what they're thinking, what might be triggering it, and then then put yourself into a neutral position. So imagine that you're 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 a third party observer. So you're looking at your own perspective, you're looking at their perspective and see where the mismatch is. And then you can start to think, well, okay, so this is how this person's, well, this is how I think this person is feeling. So I'm trying to get some empathy and understanding of them. And this is how this all might look from an, from an outsider. So I can see what my behavior is or my thinking and where I'm coming from. And I can see where they're coming from. Here's where the mismatch is. This is where I need to try and meet that person to try and find some sort of common ground. Yeah. I like that. So, you know, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. As, we, as we've mentioned across this whole podcast, Kyle, a lot of the, the stuff that actually works is simple, but it's effective. And a lot of the time it takes initial effort. You know, it gets easier over time, but the initial price is quite high because well, yeah, of it's... the simplicity of it. Well, not only that, but you've also got the... the... Breaking the habit of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, the the instinctive wiring and your physiological and neurological wiring, all of these things all play a part as well, you know. And it's easy to just jump on off the handle. It's natural to to feel defensive, or it's natural to kind of fall into that freeze, fight or flight behaviour. It's a difficult pattern to break, but this is where we were saying right at the beginning is having that self awareness of what that pattern is. And, and trying to break that pattern and take a different approach. If you find that you fly off the handle, then you need to work on 
bringing it back, slowing yourself down. If you find that you clam up and don't speak enough, then you need to try and find a way of finding a voice and speaking in a way that's constructive to the situation instead of going the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's about listening to the other person, realising that the person at the other end is someone who is feeling probably insecure or not feeling very safe in some way, shape or form, that you're dealing with somebody that just wants to feel safe or secure or someone that has a need that's not being met. And whether or not you can fulfil that need is is a is, is not the point at this stage, you know. The, the point at this stage is how do you approach the, the situation so you can start to open that conversation in a in a constructive way, nice. without without tearing each other's head off. Yep. Um. So yeah, it's acknowledging that other person, how they're feeling, and you know, listen, but also offer back. Yeah. I don't know. You know, be honest, but be constructive about it. You know? And and and. And remember, if you're dealing with somebody that's that's feeling stressed out, that's feeling emotional, that's possibly angry, then you want to think carefully about what sort of thing you offer. It's better to offer something back of yourself as opposed to criticising them. Yeah. Um, you know, so show that in some way you understand that where they're coming from instead of attacking what they're doing or what they're saying. Um, another thing that's useful as well is, oh, someone buzzed. Oh, sorry. Is I've just realised that. In, 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 no, go, go on. No, 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 no. It's, it's my own stupid fault. Um, I, I've got Messenger on this device where I've got the recording, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yay. Ah. Um, oh, man, I've lost my train of thought. What offering was something back. Of yourself. Yep, offering something back. Oh man! Oh, what I know. I mean... it, was with, it was to do with context. What was the context? Uh... Oh yeah, depending on the um, the context of the conflict, you want to address the behaviour and not the person. If 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 you're dealing with like a challenging behaviour, yeah. so if you're not dealing with kind of like you know a relationship issue, if you're dealing with someone that's kind of being very challenging, then it's always important to address the behaviour and not the person. But um, again, that depends on the context of the situation and the conflict that you're in. That's more more like a professional style conflict, you know. Like if you're in, um, engaged at work or something. Yeah, but no, it no, can no. Be it can useful. be. I mean, like that. We find that useful, like with the kids. That that's a really good one, especially you know when they're doing something. It's like, oh, I'm so stupid. Like once they've done something, and it's like, no, you're not. You are not. Okay, it's just your behaviour wasn't what was ideal in this situation. What could you have done differently? Right, okay, that's it. Please don't do that behaviour again. You know, and and it's it's such a key definition. You know, is just don't do the behaviour. You know, don't take that action. It's not you're a fucking retard. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) and I I probably shouldn't say that word. I apologise. You're a fucking idiot. You know, it's like don't do that. (laughs) It's like no, that's not helpful. It really isn't helpful in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, but, but like you say, the the changing like the behaviour definitely, I, I I find that incredibly effective. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> it's useful. Mm. It's useful at times. But I think, yeah, keep your cool. Definitely, definitely a big one. Yep. Listen. Yep. 
be assertive. So when I say assertive, like don't be aggressive or passive aggressive or passive. Don't let someone just walk all over you, but don't be like an, a knob in return. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Passive aggressiveness is an amazing way to escalate anything into fucking full on nuclear meltdown. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's probably. I'll tell you, passive aggressive is probably more like. Um, in, in incendiary, 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 incendiary. Yeah. yeah, it's more than being aggressive. I, yeah, what mate? Like hand on heart, experience this. I've done it. No, I'm not gonna lie. I've been like, and it's worse. It's way worse than you just going. You're fucking wrong. You're a dick. Like I swear to God, that would have got a better reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that. It's that one word response that triggers nuke World War Three. <laughs> yes. And you just think, why? Why did <laughs> why I, did I, say, I, it? Why yes, did I yes. say it? Why couldn't I just keep it, it, it shut? Honestly, it's like you want to step outside your own body and go, really? Was that such a fucking good choice? It's like, no, no, no I should have shut my mouth there, shouldn't I? Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and the best bit is that usually happens in that, in that tenth of a second before the response. <laughs> yeah. It's like as it's leaving your mouth, you're trying to you catch go, it. You're oh, trying to, yeah, that was a mistake. You're trying to catch it and pull it back in. It's like, oh no, I can hear it. I can. It's coming out of my golf. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Get it back in. <laughs> like something out of some like you know, the old um, Bugs Bunny or Acme cartoons. You're like, get it in. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Don't guys. Yeah. There you go. From both myself and Kyle, do not do that shit. It's not good. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So listen, offer something back, show that you show understanding, or at least show that you're listening. You know, show a bit of empathy, show a bit of compassion. Remember that someone who is stressed and emotional wants to feel accepted. They want a bit of compassion. They want to feel cared for. Do those things, you know, listen to what the problem is. And then once you actually start listening, you can start to have a constructive conversation and then you can actually resolve the issue instead of being having to deal with like all the 20 different arguments that have stacked up over the issue to actually get to it in the first place. Nice. Like it. Like, I think that's a, a very good place to be like, there we go. If there's been some absolute gold in there. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Kyle? I'm also just aware of the time because uh, our 30 minute podcast is currently sitting at 46 minutes. <laughs> Whoops. Ah, yeah, well. There was, there was some good stuff in there. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We shall catch you next time. Um, Indeed. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Kyle. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Mojo Show. To get more from David and Kyle on health, fitness and mindset, head on over to our free Facebook community, The Mojo Hub. It's a place to ask questions, share your wins and get community support from other awesome, like-minded people who want to look, feel and perform at their best without having to constantly bust their balls. Just search The Mojo Hub on Facebook. See you next time.